hope you like this episode of Web3 Unleashed. Don't forget to give us a star rating on Spotify. You can connect with me on my IG handle Kalyanjit, K-A-L-Y-N-J-I-T. A Pod One Production. Welcome to a new episode of Web3 Unleashed, the feature of the internet, a podcast series that explores the exciting world of Web3 and its potential to revolutionize the way we interact with the internet. I'm our host Kalyan and in this episode we'll dive into stable coins and central bank digital currencies. As cryptocurrency adoption grows, so does demand for price stable digital currency options. Both decentralized stable coins and central bank digital currencies seek to fulfill this need. In this episode, we'll examine the features and trade-offs of these two approaches to achieving stability amidst crypto volatility. Both innovations point to a feature of wider digital currency acceptance. Let's start with stablecoins. Digital tokens designed to maintain a peg value, usually one is to one with fiat currency like the US dollar. A leader in this space is Tether with a market cap of over 70 billion US dollars. It backs tokens with dollar reserves. Other collateralized stablecoins like USDC also hold dollars in bank accounts to redeem tokens. This fiat collateral model is simple but raises concern around transparency of reserves. Algorithmic stablecoins like DAI and TerraUSD take a different approach using smart contracts on Ethereum and other chains to programmatically manage supply and manage their pegs. When demand rises, the algorithm expands supply. When it falls, supply contracts. This avoids centralized control of reserves, but stability risks remain in the system are stressed. Now let's examine central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. These are digital forms of national currencies like China's ECNY project or the digital euro underway by the European Central Bank. CDBCs can enable direct access to central bank money beyond physical cash. They provide a regulated government alternative to decentralized crypto, offering both risk but also traceability to the central issuer. Most CDBCs focus on retail use cases but wholesale CBDCs for interbank transfers show promise for improving settlement efficiency. Project Hamilton by the U.S. Federal Reserve is one wholesale project. Of course, technical and policy challenges around identities, wallets, and privacy exist with CBDCs. But like stablecoins, CBDCs aim to modernize finance. Centralization versus decentralization are two parts forward. Wrapping up, both stablecoins and CBDCs seek to bridge traditional and digital finance. Stablecoins align more with crypto ethos and face capitalism, while CBDCs 
offer regulated stability but sacrifice autonomy. Ultimately, having both decentralized and government-issued currency alternatives may benefit public adoption of digital payments. More choice and competition can encourage innovation. As the future of money continues evolving, expect expanded trials of CBDCs by major countries over the 2020s, but also greater development in decentralized stablecoin protocols and reserve models. Both innovations exemplify how bringing stability to volatile crypto can enable adoption by risk-averse users. Their coexistence points to a future of greater digital currency integration across sectors. I hope you liked this episode of Web3 Unleashed. Don't forget to give us a star rating on Spotify. You can connect with me on my IG handle Kalyanjit, K-A-L-Y-N-J-I-T.